Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for Bo and Nick, the losers with a dream. Uh-huh. <sighs> what a waste of time. Yep, the losers, you're listening, so who's the freaking loser, people? Welcome to Bo and Nick's Losers with a Dream. Yeah. I freaking hate them so much. The look at their funny, because they suck at everything. You're listening. The question is... Why? Hello and welcome to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we have big ol' dreams. Mm, put your dreams in my mouth. Okay, <laughs> and we're off. That's it. Cut the audio. <laughs> we're done for the End day. Of the show. I am one of your hosts. I am Nick Scopeletti. You could follow me on Instagram at yes. Nick Scopes. This is Bo McDowell. Where yes. can they find you? At Bo McDowell Comedy. Bo is spelled B-E-A-U because I'm French and I'm hot. <laughs> He's neither of those things, <laughs> but it's okay. Go to iTunes, Spotify, give us a five-star review, uh, all that stuff. We love you very much. Appreciate all the feedback now. Yes, and also we you know, we have a lot of new listeners, so yes. if you're a new listener, make sure you do those two things. You got to go. You got to follow. You got to give us the five-star yeah. review. Channeling Lisa. This is very important. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty important. I think you did take care of the, the house cleaning. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah. We did a good job. I think we did. Can we, can we end it? Yeah, we can All end right, it. it's good. All right, so we're going to get into our first segment. As always, the mental health check-in. Yes. Mental health is very important. Okay? We don't it's, do scale one to yes. ten. We're not boring. <laughs> We're cute <laughs> with seven U's in there, okay? C A seven U's T E. That's how you spell it. We're cute. That's All right. right. So, Bo. Yes. My mental health maniac. <laughs> <laughs> my mental health meat lover. Oh. <laughs> what are you? Uh, how, how you doing today, babe? You today, right? today. Oh boy! All right, and that's well, it from Bob. I got a little, I got a little hit of the ego this weekend, as you know. So you got a hit, a, hit a, a good hit. Oh yeah, you? okay. Oh, a nice little hit, nice little bump, nice little bump up. What happened? Well, you know, I kind of feel like Prince, you know, because I'm becoming uh, somewhat of a sex symbol these days. I don't mean to, you know, it's happening. I went into the club. <laughs> You're shaped like a drum symbol. <laughs> <laughs> So I think, is that what you mean? No. I went into the club over at uh, Comics at Mohegan Sun. I walk in. Oh, the bouncer there, he goes, come over here, man. Come on. I'll talk to you. I go, all right, what's going on? He goes, uh, after your show, last time you were here, this girl came up to me, offered me 30 bucks for her to, for me to send her, your, her phone number to you. And I go, oh, yeah. Would you look at that? Getting a few big bites, are we? <laughs> and and Instead, my she ego, took it and bought appetizers for her table. Oh my god, dude, my ego was insane after like getting it's that news. Insane. I was just like, oh yeah, no, I'm beautiful. Like you know what I mean? Like just like walking around, like I'm so hot. Like it's crazy. And you have no idea what what this person looks like. <laughs> no, but okay. well, I didn't ask because I don't want to know. Because it's the casino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's scary. Yeah, she motorized, was probably, yeah. motorized scooter. She's <laughs> yeah. got a motorized scooter. Yeah, she's probably smoking. She's on disability. Yeah. She's got money to burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's throwing thirty bucks at bouncers <laughs> left and right. But I asked the guy. I was like, I was like, can I have the phone number? He's like, well, I didn't have your number. And I just, I, I didn't get it to you. So I, I don't know. I just got 30 bucks. I thought it was a funny story. 
I was like, that's not a funny story. That's you getting $30 and me not getting late. Yeah. Like, that's what that was. And he was like, yeah, but it's funny, though. And they told it like three more times. But you're like, you're not. Hey. Yeah. yeah. You work like, at the comedy like club. You didn't follow through. You hurt this young woman. So if, and I hope it's a young woman, if. You're, We're not. Who cares? <laughs> if you're listening and you know you lost thirty bucks, you know we you know the Instagram, so we can work from there. Yeah, it's a credit towards your date with Bo <laughs> to Pokemoto. Yeah, where you could watch him wolf down a Pokeball <laughs> in under four seconds and bitch about the business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, comedy. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, comedy, man. These clubs. <laughs> like, I'm the chosen one, and like I just don't get it. So where uh, are you at mentally? Where am I at mentally? Well. <sighs> oh boy yeah oh boy no i'm doing all right but this weekend okay i could not be bothered no i was in no fucking mood yeah for anything you want a bit of a warpath a little nicky oh warpath oh my god dude not even that i just like leave me the fuck alone long story short my roommate my buddy who i work with matt him and another one of our buddies, they all went out Saturday night. We had a show, yeah, yeah. which I didn't care. I was like, again, in no mood. Right. They went to the Sea Grape again. No okay. big deal. I think you need to stop hanging out with these guys. I didn't go, so Kinda don't worry about it. feels like they're going down the wrong road. It's it's a weird one. But listen, so they go out. Then it's that Saturday night. The next day is Sunday. Yeah. I'm sitting there. And they're like, dude, these chicks we met last night who were late 20s. They met them at the Grey Goose and went to the So they're adults. Okay. And... They go, <laughs> I had to clarify, okay. and they go, dude, we're going to go watch football with these chicks and like, you know, hang out. You should yeah. come. And I was like, absolutely. Stacy's got really good ideas about the new yeah, offensive I go, line. I go, how many, how many of them are there? There's four and there's two of them. And I go, no. Nah. Yeah. And I'm out. Yeah. They're like, why? I was like, I'm not going. Yeah. And I go, and then they go, they were, come on, dude. And then they were there and they were texting me. And yeah. Like, you should come. And I was like, hey. <laughs> What are we going to talk about? Oh, what do you do for work? Yeah. I'm not in the... Mo- I'm a trainer. And my buddy, one of them is going to go, he's a stand-up comedian. And they're going to go... Oh. They're gonna go oh, my God, oh, comedy? That's so cool. No I'm going to come see you. Where? Like the city? I had an apartment there. I'm going to come see you in Norwalk. That's so good. I'm like, yeah, you know. Like, she has a podcast. I'm like, yeah, I have a podcast too. I was in no fucking mood. Yeah. Small talker. So I feel like Larry David. Because yeah. I just don't want to be fucking bothered. <laughs> and I would have been him. If I went, that would have been me. Yeah, like, yeah. You want an appetizer? Like, no. What are we? What yeah. is this? It would have been an episode Who of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Why am just I Just a bald, angry you? guy going, what are you? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. What no, do you do? I-, I work at the city, but I work from home now. I have to go in two days a week. And we have to show your Vax card now. And I'm like, okay. All right. Enough. <laughs> so you know what I did? I went to Duchess. hung out with my fucking dad. You know what? That's always and it was a good great. move. And yeah. I went and saw my friend Anthony, hung out with him and his daughters. It was, we watched a little bit of football. Yeah. And I left. And I went home. There's something about <laughs> hanging out with people who you're just like, I don't need to know their life. I don't want to dress up. I literally it's got not... out of the gym and was just wearing gym clothes. And I go, yeah, I'm not showering or putting on real clothes till yeah. ever. Right. Till Monday. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Leave me the fuck alone. I so like to do that every now and then, just go into kind of a oh, spiral. Oh, it's great. You need you need alone time. I don't care. Like it's good. I obviously being social is good, and we all need that. But you know, fuck yeah. that. But there is the light side, right? You do fall in love. Wow. What? Yeah. This guy. 
Now I get why she asked for your number. You are on point, my friend. God, you're cute. Uh, Moving into our next segment. Who did we fall in love with this week? Mm. We play a little game of tag, and I'm going to tag it back to you. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Who did you fall in love with besides yourself? (laughs) I fell in love with my buddies that I play poker with, actually. So after, after... Don't yeah, all poker. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> so after the show on Saturday, I went and met with my buddies, and we were playing poker. And I suck at poker, by the way. We're gonna talk about you know <laughs> th- too, things. Dude. We're gonna talk about some sucking today. But like, yeah. <laughs> I I'm so bad. I always lose money, and I I never care because it's just fun to be around everybody and whatever. You lose a little money, whatever. So we're hanging out. It's about twelve thirty, and one of the guys that we're playing poker with gets a call from his fiance who lives like a street over and she's crying on the phone. Uh, there's a man at her door trying to get into her apartment. So all of us, like it was amazing. Like a drop of a hat, all of us sprint out of the house, get in the car, Hold get on. down there. You sprinted? I, I, I lightly jogged, but oh. I was a part of a group that yeah, was, was moving. You did it with some pep. Yeah. You I, said. I, I, <laughs> You, you pepped it up. You know when you know when people go across the crosswalk. Yeah, and the guy, that's the perfect run. And you move the you, the you valet the run. Yeah, yeah. Give me your keys. The valet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was doing a little bit of that. So we get in the car. We drive down there. We 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 see the guy. He's outside. He's drunk. We take care of him. We get him out of there. You know what I mean? Just like without fighting. Although I, we were ready to fight. Um. You know what I mean? But like we, we like took care of the situation, helped this woman. And you realized he was drunk, and then you guys tried to convert him to Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really fell in love with these guys because I was like, you know, I'm really grateful that I have people in my life that like at the drop of a hat, if they got a call that I was in trouble or that anyone in my family was in trouble, they would just <clears throat> immediately spring up and know exactly what to do. And so I was kind of like, damn, like these badass dudes, yeah. you know? And, you know, obviously... They're uh, they're not the friends that come to the shows. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not those type of friends. Right. But they're the friends that like. There's different groups. There's yeah, levels. I just count them for good. everything. You know, they've done a little time. So if I ever get in trouble, you know, I know, I know what jail is like. Like man, I gotta go. It's like what's up? So I gotta call my PO. Yeah. Man. Yeah. What? Yeah. Post office. Yeah. No, no parole officer. Yeah. But I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm like the Wearing old... I'm salmon like, shorts. Out of like the one of like seven news of that group, I think I'm like one of two that hasn't been to prison. Yes. <laughs> but, but it's, it's, it's not nice. over yet. He's on his way. No, yeah. I, I, we got to get you in jail. I'll, listen, I was thinking about it today. I was like, eventually it's going to fall apart. You really you know want to I mean? fall in love. Go to jail. Yeah. It'll all... I'll, I'll have some problems, so... <laughs> it'll be okay. What about you? Who did you fall in love oh, with? Oh, man. I fell in love with let me just say this when you get into your 30s okay i'll let you know when i get there (laughs) you're there physically right so when (laughs) when you get to your 30s certain things start to matter more than others right right this new thing in my life it's well built okay okay it does what it needs it needs to do. It cleans up after itself. Okay. And it sucks oh the my. floor dry. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, suck. She could siphon the gasoline. I'm glad you said she. That helped me out. <laughs> out of a tailpipe. <laughs> okay. 
What I'm talking about is not a woman, but my new vacuum okay. that I got that I fell in love with. Because when you're in your 30s and you, I love cleaning supplies. Yeah, I really do. This vacuum is incredible. The brand doesn't even make sense. This name, it's Musu. It's probably Japanese. Don't um, give the brand. We're not giving them ads. No, I'm just saying it's on Amazon. It's phenomenal. <laughs> but this is what happens when you're in thir- when you're in your 30s. You fall in love with shit. Yeah, you fall in love with things like oh, this cleans. So well. Yeah. This does what I need it to do. Right. Like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Love those too. Okay. Lysol click gels for your toilet. They smell fantastic every time you lift it up. Bo's like, yeah, I don't do that, dude. No. Sometimes I use paper cows to wipe my ass and I run out of toilet paper. I do do that. <laughs> oh, no. I use specific type of paper towels. There's a system here. Okay. Okay. So I fell in love with my new vacuum. And I could do this every week, but I won't. But I love cleaning supplies. Yeah. And it I mean, feels good. And it feels good to have something that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because you're like domesticated, but you're also alone. And it's just, <laughs> there's, so there's no reason but here's for it. The, here's the thing. <laughs> I live with somebody, right? Like a, right, right. Well, you live alone. Yeah. Well, I live alone because, you know. Oh, don't I'm say it. Wealth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. You're not, though. It's fake waspness. Anyways, speaking of sucking, yep. we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about our topic today, which is daring to suck each other. No, suck at something. True. We'll be right back. This episode of Losers with a Dream is brought to you by Nick's Nutsack, his swollen testicles, bigger than this podcast ever will Hello and welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we have big old sucky dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And today we're going to get into our topic of the day, daring to suck at something. Right. Okay, now I kind of know how we got into this, but I'm going to let you just because you're very eloquent in the way you talk. Yeah. And people want your phone number. So <laughs> let's start with yeah, you. Yeah, it's true. I'm kind of a big deal now, so Sorry. I should really I'm lead. I'm more like an off the cuff, like I'm an Instagram, like off the cuff guy, like, <laughs> like Snapchat. But I'm more like the artist of yeah, the group. Right. Yeah, 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 I get that. I get sure. that. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so we were talking about this because we were talking about comedy. We are talking about our acts. Yep. We talked about how really the only place to get somewhere new or to kind of like get really good at something is by sucking at it for a period of time. Yep. And like, it's not fun. We hate it. Like I hate sucking. I hate, you know, it's the worst. I just, I hate like not being good. Like the feeling of not being good at something, especially when you like, you know, are seeing other people that are good at it or you've had an experience of being good at it in the past. And now you're choosing to now suck. It's very, very frustrating. It's like, what? Why? Especially in comedy where there's immediate feedback. Yes. On whether you're not doing well or not. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of things in my life that the second I started to suck at it, I was just like, well, no, well, I'll never do that again. You know what I mean? Right. Like, And I feel like comedy and, um, you know, I recently I feel like maybe with exercising, I'm kind of like, all right, I really sucked at it, but now I'm starting to get better. And, you know, like comedy, I've always, even when I bombed so hard, I'm like, oh, I still want to go back. I still want to do another show. I still yeah. want to write that out differently. You know, I'm always still wanting to learn it again. Whereas if, you know, 
I suck at playing the acoustic guitar. I'm like, well, the acoustic guitar is out of my life. Like yeah. that's never, <laughs> you know. And we'll get in and we'll get into why we stuck with the things we stuck with and we're willing to suck at specific things. Right. But first, Let's get into some of the funny things we really sucked at. <laughs> and we need some backstories. Yeah. Uh, Bo. What was your first one? I want I want you to tell. You Bo. want me to go? Okay, all right. We'll start with the trombone. Yeah. Because <laughs> so I had this dream that I was going to be a trombonist in a funk band. I I thought that it was gonna happen. I just thought it was gonna. I thought me and a this bunch of black a, guys. But like, let me say, you know, yeah. this is after you decide to get sober. <laughs> yeah, and you're sober, and you're like, all right, trombone is gonna be my new thing. Yeah, what you mean? I'm gonna be cool with a bunch of black guys. I'm gonna be an Earth, Wind, and Fire, dude. I was like, this is this is what's gonna happen. This is my life now. Like, I might as well move to New Orleans because that's where I belong. Like, this is what's happening. So I I started taking. Uh, lessons from this guy <laughs> in he was he was at Juilliard like I would have to like like take the train into Juilliard and like I would meet with this Dude. guy yeah yeah I have, Jesus. and he was like a big deal like he was a really big deal of a trombonist he performed with guys that like you know if like that I, that I had seen that I was like oh that's the guy I want to be he's like oh yeah it's my friend like yeah so like I was in the place to where if I wanted to do it could have easily, you know, like put in a lot of time and figured it out. But we sat down and he was like, all right, so this is, you know, he was like, just like showing me like the basics of it. And it was so hard. I mean, I cannot explain to you how freaking hard the trombone is. It's so difficult. It's, it's hard to even get to even get a note out of that machine is impossible. So I'm like trying to play. I'm trying to play. I go, we do three lessons after the third lesson. I was on the train ride home and I was just like, yeah, I mean, this is not happening. You know what I mean? I was just like, I still, I, I still can't even do one note. And I've been at this for a month. And I was at home, like, with the mouthpiece, like, practicing, like, purr, purr, like <laughs> doing that all, like, like all night, being like, all right, am I doing it right now? And just, like, and, like, practicing with my tongue to, like, make noises. And then, like, a month went by, and I just looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, this isn't gonna, like, you're not gonna do this. Like, this is, this was fun. I'm glad you tried it because uh, now you know that it's just never gonna happen. You know what I mean? It was so difficult. And I, and then I showed up and I still, I think I paid him for five classes and I still, I was like, I, dude, I called him. I do, dude, like, don't even refund me. Like, I just, this isn't gonna happen. And he was like, it's okay, man. I get it. It's tough. And then he was like, you should try the comedy thing. I think that's more your speed. <laughs> and I was I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. All right, I'm gonna do that. And I well, think, yeah. If you, the guy Juilliard said it. Yeah, he was like, he was like, it's nice that you want to do this, but you're not gonna do this. Yeah, not good. Yeah, like, and the amount of time it would have taken years of like slowly getting better, slowly getting better, slow. You know what I mean? Like, and then okay, maybe what? At some point, I get really good, but for the most part, probably not. Yeah. Yeah, and. Yeah. And then the big payout 10 years later where I'm playing the trombone. I'm like, oh, I did it. Who cares? Yeah. I, I, it wasn't even that great of a dream anyway. You know what I mean? You start just going, I don't even really need that. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you, babe. I'm with yeah. you. For me now, it was, we talked about this the other day. The X Games were real big. 
when we were kids. <laughs> Tony Hawk Pro Skater, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackass, CKY. Oh, yeah. All those videos were out. Everyone was trying to do something with a skateboard or whatever. Right. I was obsessed with BMX biking. <laughs> My poor grandmother, God rest her soul, yeah. was went on a cruise <laughs> and gambled her ass off to win $500 on like nickel slot machines, yeah, to get me the to get the money to buy me a Dave Mira <laughs> 540 Air bike. It was all chrome too. I was already a Ginzo in fourth yeah. grade, just all chromed out, yeah, yeah. right? Got the pegs on it. Oh yeah, Did you, you know what I mean, the baseball cards yeah, in. Yeah, I had soap <laughs> shoes. Remember those? Yeah. <laughs> the little grind plate in the yeah. in the arch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I would like. So she gets me this bike. It's sick. Yeah, like helmet to match. I'm ri- just riding, <laughs> hopping curbs like a fucking G. And I'm like, dude, get on the back, dude. And just like, dude, new bike is I was a bigger kid, so I was like, you know, oh, I know I could do this. And <laughs> I was too big. Because, dude, when you see those X Games guys in real life, yeah, yeah. they are tiny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Tony Hawk's very tall, but they're just so thin. Oh, yeah. It's like not going to happen. And I remember I was at her apartment complex and I went to hop the curb, didn't make it. Yeah. Got caught, went over the handlebars, fell, and I went, yeah, I'm done. You took a tumble? Yeah, I go, yeah. Just, it's over for me. <laughs> just like that. I'm just seeing like this. You don't score points. You can't hit anybody. This sounds terrible. I don't like this sport. I'm done. It's just me out there. My poor grandmother did that. God rest her soul. Just on a carnival cruise. Like, I'm going to get Nicholas this bike. Just pulling. She's not doing. She was doing that for her. She's a gambling addict, yeah. psycho, and an alcoholic. She, uh, yeah, she did yeah. it all, and a diabetic. Yeah. She covered. I went all on the- a cruise, <laughs> yeah, and I- did the thing I love doing for you. <laughs> what an emotionally manipulative person! <laughs> oh, dude, I yeah. get into some stories <laughs> yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, she was. Oh, Nicholas, yeah. I only paid for college. I could just see. Oh, okay. I could see your love handles just going around the bike. <laughs> I was just a tall, like I was a lanky fourth, fifth grader. Like I was just too big. Well, here's the thing: I can relate because I had a friend who was into skateboarding. Oh. And he was like, eh, come on, man. Like, we get into skateboarding together. How old are you? And he had, like, a ramp. I was 12. So, and you're, like, 6'1 at this point. Oh, I was mad. I was yeah. a big kid. I've always been big. So, I was just, yeah. like, a big, dumpy 6'1. <laughs> Didn't know how to use my body, really. You know Not what I mean? Not yet. No, yeah. Oh, I had such a hard time running because my everything was so tight in my... <laughs> hamstrings and so i had no like real mm. yeah i was just like hey guys you know i had a tough time so he's he's like yeah come over man we'll we'll skate and i was like yeah all right skating so like i got like two weeks i had like a two-week period it was like yeah you know this is i got a skateboard and i was like riding it around like on the you know on going like the Pac driveway Sun. being like yeah, yeah what's happening <laughs> going to pack zone you got triple xl shirts here <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember uh, we were like we were skating, and and my buddy did like a trick, and I watched him do it, and I was like, Yo, could you show me that trick? And he was like, Yeah, man, it's just it was like a simple trick. It was the ollie, which yeah. is like the first one you need yeah, to know. Yeah, the simple. Yeah, Rick is like, I learned that. <laughs> Rick's built like the yeah. dudes that are good at those sports. Yeah, exactly, though. exactly. Lean. So he's like, Yeah, it's the ollie, dude. Not hard. I'll show you. And like, he, he took me. He felt so like after like two hours, he was like, I don't think it's gonna happen. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Like, he just looks at me and goes, This is like the easiest one. 
and you are nowhere. We haven't made any a progress. strap around you, and they have a bungee around a tree, and we're like, we're going to get you up in the air. Like a crane yeah. came. And, and the whole time, I'm just like almost twisting my ankle. You know what I mean? Like, like every single it's time, repeated. I'm like, just so damage. close. So close to damage, you know? And I was just like, dude, I don't think... I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think this is going to work for me. And he goes, that's okay. We can still be friends. You can just hang out. And I, so I would just go and he would like hit his little half pipe and I would just be like, yeah, man, like smoke cigarettes. Be like, yeah. <laughs> he is skating, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, like it's a grind. Literally, <laughs> dude. <laughs> All right, let's do one more funny one each and then we will get into the serious stuff. Yes. All um, right, tell me. It's all about, it's mostly about sports now that I think about it. Yeah. Soccer. Sports. Hate it. I, dude, that yeah. sport, I played because everyone else played. It was a big thing in our town in Westchester. Our, like My dad's like best friend was the coach. Play soccer. Yeah, yeah, And I vividly, I remember this so vividly in my head. They put me in midfield when I was a little kid because I was pretty fast. And, yeah. And you and you just run. You're just running. Yeah. It's chasing a ball. That's it. Anytime you get any sort of aggressiveness or they give you a card, yeah, you can't the push game anyone. stops. Yeah. I remember looking at the sideline and going like this. <laughs> and my coach just goes, keep running. I go, you just keep running? Yeah, it is. I was in fourth grade. It and is awful. I was awful. like, no. And you had to wear a cup. Yeah. Which was a nightmare for me because when I was in fourth grade, long story short, I really wanted to be a catcher in baseball. Okay. And I was playing in my friend's backyard and I was like this and he threw a ball and it hit me right in the nuts. <laughs> and it sounded like a child, like people came out of their homes. I was screaming. Oh, wow. It was swollen to oh. the point where my dad, who really doesn't get nervous about shit, yeah. he went like, oh, okay, all right, we're going to get you. <laughs> My dad had a that was uh, he had a full panic attack. He was yeah. like, oh, "Okay," and I couldn't wear a cuff. It's not that bad. It's so not it was that bad. just too it's swollen. Look at me. Just look. Yeah. Eye contact. Eye contact. He's like, it's "No, Nicholas, okay. you're fine." I remember him going, <laughs> and like him not feeling, looking well. I'm like, "Dad, what's up?" He's like, "No, we're gonna. It's all good. You're fine. Look at you. Look at you, buddy. Look at you." And I remember like the running was even worse because I had to wear this extra large cup, but I was this nine year old kid, and I was yeah. like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> a "Swollen ball." <laughs> <laughs> you had to cover the difference. Yeah, and I was just cup. limping, and I was like, "This sport sucks." No, and man. baseball. I'm out. Yeah, I Goodbye. couldn't. I couldn't do baseball because I, I, as you know, my eyesight. I have just a bad brain, but the eyes <laughs> clearly for whatever reason, the eyes. Like I would see the ball leave the pitcher, and I'd be like, "Where did it?" And then it all. <laughs> Like, it would be like the play stopped, and then all of a sudden it would be coming. It'd be like five. I'd be like, "Oh, there it is!" And then I was like. Always like I was always late. They were like, "Hey, I choke up. I don't. You can't choke up on the bat anymore. I got the I got the barrel in my hand. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. They're like, listen, once you get up there, just yeah. keep swinging. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually, <laughs> the guy, made, my coach, maybe changed my stance so I was basically holding Bunting. the bat out in front all the time. I was like, I don't think this is for me. Like, I think the only sports I could do were ones where I was like hitting people because they were Same. like, hey, you're big and sense. people will fall over. You and I both played good. offensive line. Yes, it's like, hey. Don't let this guy get past you. Yeah, I was like, I can do and that. And also, yeah. see that guy? Push him. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Let yeah. the, as my football coach used to say, let the skinny guys with the girlfriends make all the <laughs> cuts. You guys, just stay on your fucking blocks. That's what he used yeah. to say to us. Just yeah. stay on your blocks. Okay, I'll give you a sandwich. You never you. tried like a... a like a musical? A position? No, no, like a oh, musical thing. Oh, like you oh never... yeah, I did not. But, but I was good. 
I played what? The, I played the drums from ages seven to fifteen. Yeah. First song Why'd I learned you? how to play yeah. when I was ten years old. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I'm not a guy who brags about myself. I, I was the first song I learned how to play was Freak on a Leash by Corn when I was ten. <laughs> and you knew how to play like you were good? Yeah. My fa my father's been a, my father's now seventy one. He's played yeah. the drums since he was eight years old. So we used to go he made me take lessons though. Yeah. And I well I do remember this. He made me take lessons and he's like, You're gonna learn how to read music. I didn't know how to read music. And <laughs> And he just winged it. So we get yeah. there, and I'm I'm immediately I like no the drums are cool. I'm just gonna listen and do it. All this other shit on the paper, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Dumb. <laughs> Fast forward, I'm in eighth grade. Yeah. I'm playing in band. I'm in jazz band. I'm I'm really well. I'm one of the top. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right. I didn't know how to read a note of music, <laughs> and I just would listen and I go okay, and I would do it. And my eighth grade year was ripe at the end of uh, middle school. My teachers, I think, caught on. Yeah, yeah. And he came up to me. Now it's a full band. Yeah. Everyone in school's there. So, hey. He came you can't up to me. Read. He goes, he goes, All right, Nicholas, play uh, this song. And I go, eh, ripped it. Yeah. And then he goes, and he takes the sheet of music away and he goes, Now play this. And I went, ah. <laughs> <laughs> And I I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I did not know what to do. And that's where that ended for me. Now yeah. So, like, it's interesting because you want to look at, like, why we stick with something. Because, yeah, obviously, we like, eh, you had things. success with the percussion. You had success with yeah. drums. But, like, you know, you didn't stick with it. Yeah, right? It was also so, I moved to Connecticut, and I was like, eh, sports are cooler. That yeah, was really, right. I had to pick one. That's right. essentially what happened. So, but. yeah, it's like, what, what will this get me, right? And then sometimes it's just like, man, this one makes me feel really good. Yeah. And I think... You know, I stuck with, I mean, you know, obviously sobriety is one, right? Like, I... I would say a pretty important one. I sucked <laughs> at sobriety in the beginning. I'd call my sponsor and I'd be like, you know, is it okay if I go to this, like, Disco Biscuits concert? <laughs> I have about four days clean. And yeah, it'll be fun. I'll go with, like, a bunch of my old buddies. We're going to, you know, they're, they'll do drugs. I'm not going to do it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And be like, yeah, I think you're an idiot. and You're going to get high. And then, you know, you get high or whatever. And... <laughs> And I got, but I got better at taking care of myself and understanding the process and, and all that. Right. Um, and you know, with comedy, it's like, I, I sucked at it for a period of time, but actually not that long. I, I wasn't bombing consistently, right. um, in the beginning, but I always, you, I feel like you always with comedy, you feel like, Oh, there's so much, there's so much better I can be. There's always like, even when you have, have a really good set, you're still like, uh, like I, I gotta get new material out or, you know, it's, it's always like, well, I could be there or I could get to that. So that's why I've always kept with it. Cause it keeps me honest, you know? And also it, there's no better feeling than doing well. No better. There's no better feeling than killing on stage. There's no better feeling than like feeling safe and in my sobriety. Right. So it's like, those are two things that I'm like, I'm going to stick with those because they absolutely give my life like comfort and purpose. Right. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, same thing for me. I think comedy, um, you know, I was, for those that don't know, like how I got into comedy was basically a friend forced me. Right. I had a buddy just go, I'm signing you up. We're yeah. all coming. And I was like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> guys, no, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> but I remember doing it and you know, the first two times, not so good. Like, you're like yeah, hey, but I, but I, I was trying to think because we were talking about this this topic the other night, and like, why did I? The third time I went on stage, I did really well. Right. And I was like, oh man, 
Like yeah. that's the only other thing that I ever felt that way about was working out and like lifting weights. Right. And I was like, Oh my God. And I thought that was the only thing I could would ever feel that way about. Yeah. And you know, it hit and then, you know, it was good for a while, but like the times where you suck yeah, or you bomb and you're contemplating that on the ride home, you're contemplating your whole life and you're like, you know, I'm 30 years old and like I just started like yeah. comedy and like I'm going here on a Wednesday night to tell jokes. Like, I'm just, dude, I should be I should be at home. Like I wake up early for work. I need to be responsible. My 401k. Like you're just you're reeling about this shit. Yeah. But I guess for me, it's the payoff, right? Like right. you knew you could be good. You knew it's fun. Yeah. It's worth it. And I'm okay with um, sucking just like my vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. a little bit because the payoff so high like high risk high reward like it's gonna be good yeah. and it's also in a way and I, I don't not to get all whatever but a little therapeutic for you and I for you Abs- it's very yeah, I mean very therapeutic. I really got into you got into stand up after you were well you were drinking a little bit and then you really got into it when you were sober yes and that was your thing for me yeah. it was after a breakup yeah like I was dabbling and open mics once in a while right then it just became like yeah, this is what I this is what I need to build my confidence back up. Yeah, you know, and it was it was tough, but and I think that I think that we wouldn't have stuck with it if we didn't have this feeling of like we could be really good at this, right? Yeah, or like, no, if uh, yeah, or like oh, I already have an aptitude. I think it would be very hard for me to do something that right away I sucked, and there was like almost no hope that like you know what i mean like it would just be like beating my head against the wall every day and then eventually i'd get there whereas i feel like with stand-up there was already a bit of like oh okay like he's i have some stage presence i had like some decent materials to start out like i was like okay there's something to build on already and i'm only like you know a few shows in so i think the fact that i had that made it way easier but if i you know if i had nothing and i i was really bombing like for weeks at a time uh, i don't think i could have done it man no you know i think i would just been like oh i guess this isn't for me no that was like i mean the the one last thing i'll talk about is i know with me for lifting like my job i'm a personal trainer i've been doing it for 10 years yeah i it's my my first love essentially this thing i really love doing and for a while for years my back i was hurt right and i couldn't do it and i was the most miserable person on yeah. planet earth and i needed to build back up again <clears throat> and i had to be okay with sucking like i had to yeah. be okay with deadlifting a 40 pound kettlebell and being like my back hurts right to now you know doing way more like you i and it was it's embarrassing too especially yeah. when it's your profession right and you're like, I have 60 year old guys that could do more than me, but right. I was okay with sucking at it because again, the payoff was worth it. And we know it, deep down inside we're as comics or just as guys that are dealing with sobriety and the things I've dealt with, we are more self-aware. Yeah. And we know like you do something and you're like, all right, that wasn't the best, but there's something, something can happen here. Yeah. yeah just yeah. have a feeling. Yep. I mean, you know, even with, uh, even with this show, it's like, we didn't know if it was going to be great. We didn't know, but we were totally okay with, Hey, we're going to try this format. We're going to try doing these things. We're going to plug these jokes in, plug this important topic stuff in and we're going to see what happens. And if it sucks, then we're okay with it because we tried our best and it was, we put everything we could into it. So I think sometimes people just don't do things because they're worried about sucking and then they never get to do anything. Right. Which sucks. Yeah. That's what really sucks. 
<laughs> and the person who told us it was all going to be okay and we're going to have fun with this podcast and enjoy it, Lisa Lampanelli, ballroom dancing bitch, fitness influencer, queen of culottes, is coming on. <laughs> she has her Billy Madison sweater on today. It's dope. It's from H&M. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode of Losers with a Dream is not brought to you by trombones. Trombones. The instrument that screams, Bo, get your lips off of me! Hello and welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we have big dreams. And here to help us <laughs> with those dreams. My neck hurts now. I'm in my 30s. Is Lisa Lampanelli? Were you whipping your hair? I whip my hair back up. I whip oh my trying. hair. Oh my god! <laughs> I was just crippled my from god. that. <laughs> Give oh it up. No. Give up the ghost. Give up. Give up the ghost. <laughs> Don't say that's song. copyrighted. No. <laughs> or should I say copywritten? <laughs> um, uh, there's so much to unpack in this episode. Is there not people out there? There is. Why do we only have one camera on us? What happened? Oh, we're doing a one camera uh, format. We, oh, are we really? We had a meeting and we sent you a memo about budget cuts. Yeah, um, like maybe I don't read the memos because I'm above it. Uh, but there is a lot to unpack. First of all, I'm very pleased that Bo is now raking in the female. <laughs> Bo is worth $30. Yeah. I, he was so fucking happy when he got that yeah. little tidbit yes. from the bouncer because oh, yes. he was like, oh, dudes. Like, we have to be on the text <laughs> chain with this. Oh, dudes, <laughs> uh, I just got some girl offered him $30. He passed along my phone number. I'm like, I'll give you $40 to kill yourself. <laughs> no, actually, I said $40 to never go on stage again, yeah. $50 to never procreate. <laughs> And 60 to kill yourself. But we shouldn't make fun of suicide. It's no. triggering. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Do it on our um, Patreon. That was impressive, <laughs> though. I mean, yeah. honestly, I can't imagine why. <laughs> Just, <yeah. laughs> I know that comes off mean, yeah. but I can't imagine why. I just, I don't get it, but that's okay. You youngsters, yep. you youngsters see different <laughs> things. snappers. You see different qualities in each other that yep. I don't understand in my team. We, I just, we, <laughs> we used to put a note in a bottle and we did it send it out to we'd sea. we send it across and put the 36 pence. Yeah. <laughs> you ever heard of a carrier pigeon? <laughs> oh my goodness. They, well, this is very interesting. Also, I enjoyed hearing about your tromboning expedition. <laughs> By the way, I had no idea your trombone exploits were that extensive. Oh, I yeah. thought basically you like had this fantasy because that's what it was. Yeah. I'm going to be a trombonist in a famous band. Yeah. And it, so I thought it just it was the fantasy part. I mean, you tracked yeah. down a teacher from Juilliard. Yes. That's pretty intense. Yeah. And what I love about us is we don't just commit halfway I we have to sign up with bush. the best me too i go when i sign up because i remember signing up yeah. as you did i signed up for drumming classes a few years ago because i saw a guy being a drummer at birdland in yeah. the city and i was like that is so cool and how hard can drumming be it brings me a lot of joy when i yeah. air drum in the right. car to emerson lake and palmer it's like the same thing rush. like what does neil peart have on me <laughs> And dude, we spent the first lesson, literally, he goes, you have to buy a practice pad, and you literally, if you're watching on YouTube, just, it just, you yeah. just, like, tap on it, 
and let your hand fall. And I'm like, that's what we're going to be doing. I took that practice pad and gave it to my gay friend, Tommy, who was an actual drummer. I said, practice on this. You touch it, homosexual. Now I use it as a pad. Yeah, I'm like, no. Like, yeah, it is really interesting, but you went full bush. And there's no way... You would have been a good trombone player, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because you refer to it as, as a piece of machinery. He goes that trombone machine. It's an instrument. You can't get a note out of that machine. Yeah, That's that what machine. Said. Yeah. I know. My like, machine's no. broken. But here's why. I One thing I object to about that teacher, though. Yeah. He told you to try stand up, and that has unleashed the ego of the century. You will be torturing people as a stand up the rest of your life. So I'm going to hunt down your trombone teacher and give him forty dollars to take that advice back. I've already been doing stand up. I think it was. I I mean, he he was like, "Just do that if that's working." I go, "Okay." Well, he said, "If," and that's a big if. And here's what I think. Okay, the whole topic of the show was supposed to be daring to suck at anything now what you guys missed is that the point okay the reason this even came up and you're too much of two little bitches to talk about it (laughs) but i'm gonna put it out there bo auditioned for a club and didn't get the result he wanted it's true so he was then he sent me the email. He was a little hurt, and I fully, fully support that. I think if we don't get something we want, we're sad. And yes. I think we have to allow the sadness and not just be how Nick is. We're just like, fuck that, man. I kill. <laughs> it's like, don't be stupid, you mean Nick. Tough and resilient. <laughs> you know, I mean, pig headed and Italian. On. Okay. Yeah. No. So I read the email from the club, and I was like, well, I think I can read between the lines and know why you didn't pass at this club. And I told Bo and Nick that they have to go deeper with the material and they are going to have to, unfortunately, suck at comedy for a while. Yeah. So I think that is a hard pill to swallow when you're used to doing well and you equate success with results. So right. you guys have, and every comic does this in the beginning especially, you equate getting laughs with success, which it's not. Right. What success is, if you don't want to be the guy who, and it's it's a fine thing if you want to be a road comic who owns, or, you know, owns a little house and earns a hundred grand a year, but never lights the world on fire. That's fine. Yeah. But if you have aspirations that I think you guys do have, which is to be someone, you know, at a higher level, someone who's respected in the business. It's like you're going to have to dare to dig deep, get the stories out that are unique to just you, yeah. and honestly have to let go of the results and risk you might not be getting the laughs that you were getting. Right. And so you have to get on that stage and suck for a while. So, Bo, you seem to get your head around it because you texted me yesterday and you're like, I'm probably going to like have to bomb for six months. I don't think you're going to bomb for six months straight. Yeah. I don't think that's a thing. I think it's just going to happen where you're naturally funny enough to pull it out in the clutch. But if you don't dare to be bad at something, you're never going, you're going to be okay, but you're never going to be great. Right. So I think that's just what people don't understand. As a painter, you have to dare to 
God, do a million drafts of this painting and throw it away before the right. good one happens. If for, as a singer, I used to have a, I, I took this singing class once with this guy, Claude something, Claude Stein. And he said, <laughs> you have to, if you think you're singing off key or badly, yeah. sing louder. And right. that's literally what you guys have to do. Your neighbors didn't like with that. that. <laughs> no, but what's weird is eventually <laughs> when you're doing the class, like it's a group class, you notice everybody gets on key and everybody's better because they're just daring to suck worse. Right. So just by like experience in that class, I was like, oh my God, this guy's right. Daring to be bad makes you better. Right. So I think why to you guys... Bo, why is that a scary proposition? Is it just that you're used to good results? Yeah, I think when you get used to doing really well on stage, you're like, okay, well, I'll just build off of this, but I never want to go backwards. You know what I mean? It's gonna like, be like this forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to go backwards at all. You know, and I think the more I've thought about it, it's like, okay, well, I'm even even with new material and with kind of going into these new areas that I want to go into with my stand-up, I think what will end up happening is it'll be way more fun than mm -hmm. kind of going through the similar stuff every week. Right. And it will also, like, I'll find a way to make it funny. You know what I mean? Like, I'll find a way to really make it work. Right. And it'll, and it won't take that long. Well, put it know? this way. It's really reframing your idea of what success is. Yeah. So... If you go up and do that same fucking tired shit yeah. I've had to hear from you for the past <laughs> seven, eight years, or that's yeah. what it seems like. No. Seven, no. eight years? No, no, no. <laughs> well, look, at that's in dog years. That's how it seems. No, I, no your stuff is good. But what yeah. I'm saying is, if you go up and do the same stuff, you're getting the same laughs. That's right. fine. But what is your actual goal? If your goal is to be famous-ish and to really make an impact on people and to be unique and to yeah. be in clubs that you feel you deserve to be in, like the Gothams and the Carolines and things that look – clubs that look for unique perspectives, right? You're, you would have to reframe what is a successful set. Right. So to me, if you're going up and getting half the laughs – but trying new stuff that's deep, yeah. then that's a successful set rather than killing and never getting those higher goals that you want to get. Right. So the smaller laughs are going to be the, the, the successful set is going to sound quieter for a while, but get you the bigger results in the end. Yeah. Like Nick, you must be able to equate this with some sort of a fitness or weight <laughs> thing, right? Because isn't that exactly how it works when, going for okay it's like going for um on a crash diet versus a healthy eating plan yeah um yeah. lifting too many weights the first day hurting yourself i i think you guys going for laughs on stage primarily is basically lifting 200 pounds on your first day exactly you're it's gonna like burn out or kill yourself one of the sayings is uh you know you know the best way to get to benching to 300 pounds is by benching 200 pounds first like, I don't know what that means. Could you explain that? Well, like, yeah, no, you need so, to, yeah, you need to just like, build I bend, slowly. You can't just put that shit on the bar and then do it. Like, you can't just, you'll die. Right, <laughs> like, right. This yeah. is where you're at. Build up. Yeah. Take your time. Right. It's okay. Well, take your time is a big thing, because I think the problem is when you have these 
fantasies of I want to make it. I want to make it. Yeah. We're not accounting for all the work and all the time it takes where you have to be bad to be good. Yeah. So I don't think yeah. you guys have enough experience with being bad at comedy. And I think it's about time you get it. <laughs> right. Because if it's not, you can be, again, I'm not putting down road comics. I'm not putting down people who work for a minimum amount of money or open for famous people. Right. Do you want to be the famous guy who somebody opens for? Or do you want to be the opener who just warms the crowd up with yeah. laughter? Yeah. And either way is fine. But you kind of, if you do have the, that goal to be bigger and better and more unique, then you got to put in your time now, well, which sucks. Yeah. And I love the idea Scary. of uh, yeah. redefining what success is. It's huge. Like that is, yeah, that's massive. I mean, I remember like in early sobriety, like, you know, a successful day was just if I made it to a meeting and mm -hmm. I didn't drink. Right. Right. And like, you know, I would have insane days where I was all over the place and mentally just losing my mind. But then I go, well, I got to the meeting. I didn't drink. And I, at the end of the day, I got my head on the pillow and you know what? That's a pretty good day. Like I right. killed it. You know right. what I mean? Um, even though there was tons of stuff going on that I was not really having a good time coping with, mm -hmm. like I survived the day. Right. And I think that like with this new experience we're, we're going to be having with stand up, it's like, yeah, like there may be, I'm sure there's going to be times where I'm going to get upset and I'm going to start yelling at the crowd because they're not reacting to the new stuff that the way that I want them to. And right. I have a, I love to yell at the crowd. So that'll end up happening. And then I'll right. get frustrated after shows and I'll be like, they're not understanding the way I'm trying to deliver this stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the night, Hey, I did it. Hey, I'm going to get there. It's okay. That's a successful day. Like right. I had the experience I was supposed to have. I'm not like trading in some, you know what I mean? I'm not trading in like the easy for yeah you know because it is easy to get laughs right a monkey gets laughs yeah um but do you want to be a dancing monkey right. i don't know yes yes nick does <laughs> nick I, does symbols yeah, yeah. i think i think it's tough when we started out like we were around people who didn't get laughs right because mm -hmm. we're doing open mics right so we're kind of like oh well, we, we're the guys who get laughs all the time so we must be like a super big deal you know what I mean? And Can then I just say you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, there's, there's, you have, you both have natural funniness, or else you wouldn't be sitting here today. Yeah, you wouldn't be still doing it if there wasn't a sort of a natural bend to making this happen. Right. But you're the only ones, us, anyone, are the only ones who can stay stuck in the small. Because it's easy to play safe. What you guys yeah. have been doing on the podcast is not safe. That's right. why I love it. Because mm. you're being very vulnerable and you're telling real stories and that's scary stuff. And it's funny how I just had said to Bo, like, he's like, well, well, well what comics can I watch to get more autobiographical? Or what kind of, and I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't watch comedy. How yeah. about you listen to the podcast and talk about the shit you talk on here? Because that is eventually going to be funny. Right. You know what they said? Comedy is tragedy plus time. 
So the story about you, you know, shooting smack, or you, I don't know if that's what you did. I don't know. <laughs> I love you her. snorting. Dude, the Lisa has the best nothing. drug terms. <laughs> it's like she's she, no, best, best drug terms. Uh, how old are you? What did you do as a child? Are you shooting <laughs> when, you <said laughs> when you said you were 28, I was like, is he? I don't know. Okay, so, but you talking about those Every things week. are so unique and so risky. Yeah. You know, you, they can't help but have some humor in them. So I'm like, you already have this endless font. You already have 21 episodes of something where you've really put it out there and taken the risk that it wouldn't pay off. Yeah. It could be where it would fall flat. Right. And it wasn't like it was always ha-ha funny, but those are what you start with. So you start right. with you. And again, gone are the days when you could be like how I was with comedy and insult comic that was so different for a woman. And okay, so there are those of us who who were like, oh, I don't have to get deep, but I'm telling you, boy, you talk about fulfilling when I actually took risks to tell stories on stage and took risks to do a play about my life. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that might have not felt like as financially rewarding, yeah, yeah. but who cares? Because yeah. you're getting letters from people going, oh my God, I struggle with that too. And you're just like, oh my God, I just told my story, but it, and it was super funny. Who'd yeah. think there was humor in death? Who'd think there was humor in overeating? Who'd think there, thought there was humor in going to a rehab? You got can dig it out of that, but it has to start with telling the story and then finding the funny in it naturally, which right. is why you guys have to dare to suck for a while or you can say to yourself it's too hard i'll stay surfacey which is fine right but then you're gonna never get where you think you want to be i think yeah. yeah it's it's always worth it though like there's no better feeling than writing a new bit or and then doing it yeah and being like you know maybe it's different and more vulnerable and then it works right like that's like but that stuff is yeah and again even if that got a half or a three quarters of a big laugh, it's like, ooh, something okay. There. There's something yeah. there. I'm getting there. Yeah. Oh, wow. They get it. Even like yeah. after Saturday, I told you, I was like, yeah, I, I feel like I bombed. I bombed the whole thing. No, and I said, yeah, I, we had slight tweaks and it was better. Yeah. But yet I would probably cut half your stuff from that night because we want to go deeper. Right. You know, right. and there's a way to do that. You were telling me stories today in the car. And thank you, by the way, for making me drive both ways. Now I'm exhausted, oh, you boy. fucking jerk. I should she have a lets chauffeur. no one drive her. I was good at, if he had offered, I would not have let him. Okay. <laughs> no, but we had a fun like, girls' day in the I city. Was so cute. Oh, like, we totally had lunch and parked in the parking garage. And Nick said, "Oh, fifty bucks to park." I'm like, "You're so poor." Um, <laughs> that she's a couple of clams me. night out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, oh, look at Bo. He's got to put on his hand sanitizer. Are you moisturizing in the middle of? Podcast? I like yeah. to moisturize. Okay. I, I don't, don't want to be shamed for it. So. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Whoa. Okay, so Bo, 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 Jesus. since Nick and I had our full day together, let's focus on you. So <laughs> tell us some random story do? about something that you think might be unique about you. Because that was your assignment. I was like, okay. In order to suck at comedy a little bit, but but not suck at having a future in comedy, yeah. what is something you might talk about that's so unique that people at clubs across the country, good clubs, would be like, wow, that's different. I've never heard anything like that before. Yeah. So when I was 16 years old, mm -hmm. I was arrested on my birthday Oh. for... Uh, 
I, well, I woke up. Well, here's what happened. Okay. So I woke up that morning and I was like, it's my birthday. Uh, it's Friday and <laughs> I deserve something. <laughs> so I went down to my parents' liquor cabinet and I was like, I'll have some of this. And I poured myself a bottle of, of uh, Bacardi Superior because I was Superior. Oh, yes. And I went down to uh, school and that was like 8 a.m. I've done enough work for the day. <laughs> So I started drinking and I was just kind of walking around. I was like lording over like, yeah, you know, just do whatever I want. And I was drunk in class and just kind of hanging out like, yeah, it's my birthday. You guys should be picking up on it. Like, it's this is a big deal. <laughs> and it's a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember I was like going out to like smoke some weed at like, you know, 930. Oh, Shooting smack and smoking weed. So it's like 930. I think it was like after the second period. I'm like, oh, I'm going to smoke some weed. And, uh, and the, the hall monitor was like, hey, man, you got to come inside and go to the principal's office. Like, they need to talk to you. And I was yeah. like, I don't understand why. Like, I clearly have been having a great day. Yeah. And this is my day. So I don't know why you're getting in the way of that. But they brought me up to the principal's office. And I was just holding. Like, I brought. I brought a cocktail into the principal's office. No, you office, did not. 9.30 a.m. And I was just like, I don't understand. Like, they were like, so we've been getting some complaints, you know, you've been drinking and kind of drunk in your classes this morning. And I was like, I don't know. And they were like, is there anything going on today? I go, it's my birthday. <laughs> and they were like, okay, that's great. We're glad it's your birthday. And they're like, what are you drinking? And I go, I, you know. Gatorade and they're like no that's not Gatorade and then they like no. took it and smelled it and they were like you're drunk and I was like it, it's my birthday like why like, did you not, were you not listening yeah it's yeah, yeah. I was like it's yeah and then they so then the cops came they got me what yeah they put me so they they walked me outside by the way real quick you can get arrested for just drinking at school yeah because you're underage so oh, it's illegal yeah. okay and I also had drugs on me Almost forgot about yeah. that because yeah. so, shooting the smack. Don't, don't forget the drugs. So then, Bo Smack McDowell. So the, the so I'm killing with the cop. I was making him laugh so hard because I was just like, "Can you believe this?" Like, is my you know? And he was just like, "All right, man, come on." He's like, that. "Dude, yeah." <laughs> and he's got the he's got his cop car outside, so we have to go out there and I and we're like walking out of the of the high school to the to the cop car, and I go to the cop. I'm like, "Dude, can we stay? Like, the class is about to get out a bit. There could be chicks walking. Like, I want them to see." Like me getting put in. He's like, no, dude. Like, we're not going <laughs> to. And I'm like, come on, man. Just like, a bad boy. Just like oh. a few more minutes. And like, I could get laid off of this. And he's like, I don't. We're not doing that. And I was like, all right. <laughs> oh, man, by the way, had you lost your virginity yet? No. Okay, seriously. So you thought that was going to be the I thing that like, did it? I was like, this could. Hey, we got a shot here. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> so I just want to say one thing. Dude, this, the point of this age. was not to hear yet another <laughs> bow is a fucking. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Is as a, as a, as a, as another drunken asshole. Yeah. But do you see, me and Nick are not people who fake laugh. Yeah. I am not someone who fakes interest. Right. Like, if I was bored, Same. I would have been, yeah, no. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Eh. Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, yeah. in the car, even with Nick today, um, he said something about, 
a bit he had in mind. I go, yeah, no, who cares? Yeah, like yeah. I don't care. Like <laughs> and I, I appreciate I like, it. I, no, of course. I appreciate no, life's that. too yeah, short yeah. to like jerk you guys around and say, no, 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 work on that. And then yeah. me in my head be uh, have my eyes rolling yeah, and, and then you hit, and yeah. say, let me Remember? find someone else to do a podcast <laughs> with. But so you, the story is there. Right. The story already, you didn't have to make anything up. The story, yes, of course it's too long. Yes, it has not enough punchlines yet. But it, it is the core of something that's really interesting on stage to talk about that even at 16, first of all, the drinking and drugs, people like normal folks who don't do that are going to be shocked and horrified and laughing. But also that you, that you were thinking that you were a big shot yeah. and that they should count out to you on your birthday. Yeah. So this you already can see that there is a future in this story. Yeah. So you daring to tell the story, feeling no pressure to tell it to us being on a podcast about it. You can see where we zhuzh it up, make it into a good bit. And suddenly you're doing the kind of material worthy of being a real success in your mind as right. a comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to dare to tell these things and to take the big risk and get the big reward, but it's just going to take longer. Do you get yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you the end of the story. No, no one cares because <laughs> they're going to have to come see you to hear the end of oh, the story. My favorite part, part is yeah. you going to the cop. Can you believe this? Yeah. <laughs> it's my birthday. That's my favorite part of that yeah. story. Yeah, see, so there's... So, in other words, maybe you won't have to bomb for six months straight. Yeah. Maybe you'll take these to writing meetings and figure it out and figure out how to kind of workshop it. Yeah. There's a reason, like, plays and Broadway shows workshop for years before because right. no one even a genius like a Lin-Manuel Miranda didn't like just spit out Hamilton like it took workshopping and massaging and trust me you guys are not geniuses so right. it's going to take you longer <laughs> but you still need to workshop bits you can't just be like oh I'm on the dating apps by the way if either one of you mentioned dating or apps and it doesn't have to do with being like molested or something <laughs> I am going to shoot you both because if you ever talk about things everyone else could talk about, you are not going to get to that success level. Right. Again, you can pull the plug on this goal anytime you want. Yeah. Again, people out there listening, you could pull the plug on being the best at something or be having a hugely high goal and say, hey, I'm just doing it for fun. I want laughs. That's great. Right. It's just fun. It's a pastime. But if you want to get where you say you want to get, you have to suck for a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's suck each other. Nicholas. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. Nicholas. <laughs> oh, my full name. Nicholas. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Only my dad calls me that. <laughs> but everybody's bad at first. Even naturals. Like, ask people who, like, really are pretty famous or really great. Zach Galifianakis. Oh, my God. I used to watch him. We would go up at the improv. Yeah. I would kill, of course, because back then I couldn't take any risks. So I had to, like, be surfacey all the time. Yeah. Fucking Zach. He would bomb so consistently <laughs> and he would come off and you just knew there was something there. Yeah. He dared to suck for years yeah. and look at this guy. I mean, he's tremendous. He found Pretty his own good. voice. He is his own. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. his good. character is just so fully defined and you go, huh? If he hadn't taken that risk, he'd just be another guy opening for insert, you know, right. you know, open for George Lopez the rest of your life. Yeah. You're going to open for Jeff Foxworthy. That's a fine job. You'll make probably half a million a year. Is that what you want to be? If so, that's great. Right. 
So you guys just have to, I think out there, people listening, you just decide what you want. And I'm sorry, you're going to have to be pretty fucking bad for a while. Yeah. Mozart wasn't always a great pianist. <laughs> I think that's what he was, or a singer. Or no, was Beethoven the singer or the dog? I don't know. Your penis. <laughs> so what is it, though, as a last point here, since we now know that what we have to do, that it's worth putting in the time, what is the difference between the trombone and comedy? What's the difference between a being a skateboarder and comedy? What is it that shoot? What makes it where it's worth sticking with, Nick? What do you think is the the factor that keeps you going even through this process? There are a lot of factors. That was. But, I love the way Nick. Yeah. That's a nice uh, way of delaying it. You like yeah. repeat the question. <sighs> no, no. Uh, let me there, think. There are what factors. Are the you fact- say. We Wait, can it, you guys. She's smart. <laughs> no, no, She's smart. No, no, you can no, make no, funny. No. You. <laughs> Eastern Connecticut State, Nick, I fully respect your gangster because I literally do that all the time. Like, I totally repeat some shit just to put it off. But what do you think it is? Honestly, this is going to sound stupid, but whatever. I really feel like I have some unique qualities and some unique stories that I could share and make funny, and it will, other people enjoy it, and I will definitely enjoy it. But what's the difference between. Key, what what's the thing that you're getting out of comedy? What's the why you're getting out of comedy versus the what you're getting out the why that you were getting out of skateboarding? Like why is this more meaningful? It's storytelling. It's me talking about shit that actually happens to me. Skateboarding skateboarding is just a fucking thing. Like it's not a So you just didn't have the passion or the drive. It has to nothing pers- to do with me. I was trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. I was like, okay, so everyone, you, my friends are doing this. Exactly. That's a yeah. great point. You know, you're not forcing it. Yeah. No. So with comedy, it just seems like there's passion behind it. I think that's the first thing. Yeah. I remember the first boardroom of The Apprentice. <laughs> no, the second one. Oh, no, when I was on Celebrity Apprentice, the second episode was where I almost got fired and I had such a fire in me that I was like I cannot get fired before a real housewife like I went (laughs) to graduate school I cannot be kicked off before a bitch who flips a table so I said okay what can I do because I know I'm smart and I deserve to be on it and the judge happened to be one Mr. James Lipton and you guys probably don't remember that but he conducted something on Bravo TV when it was actually good network called Inside the Actors Studio so he was a guest judge so he sat there and I was literally screaming going well Victoria Gotti sat on the phone with her kid and I did this almost single handedly and yes we lost but I had a vision and so I'm like blowing smoke I'm fucking going crazy and all James this was so great you gotta see this on YouTube James Lipton comes out and I'm scared to death that I'm gonna get fired before Teresa from the housewives and he goes like this he goes you know there is something that Lisa brings to the table that Victoria Gotti does not and that is P A S S and we're like what (laughs) and he spells we think he spelled passion we think that's what he spelled and he goes passion so she is not fired so I think it's first and foremost if you don't have you didn't have passion for skateboarding I didn't have passion for drumming look that kid in whiplash 
That movie, he had passion for drumming. That motherfucker's, yeah. I mean, he was bleeding out of the eyes for all for, when he was drumming. We didn't have that passion. We knew we didn't have that gift. So we, this is the, probably the first thing any of us have done in earnest that we don't feel like a real imposter. Right, yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. if you don't have imposter syndrome about it, chances are it's a good sign. It might be worth sticking with. Yeah, yeah. and also finding, I remember for me the, the most eye-opening thing when starting comedy was finding how much in common I had with the other comics, mm-hmm. even though I didn't, you know, a lot of them were like vaping and didn't take care of themselves. And like, I mean, getting they were drunk at 16 and going to dr- school. Yeah. They're like there to yeah. drink and they're getting hammered. I was like, yeah, but I have a lot. There's a, we have some similar stuff here. Like we have a lot in common, which right? like maybe this is a reason why I'm, I don't know. So but. it's a good thing to pay attention to is the passion there is the community or the connection worth it with the audience and with the others who are doing what you do. Do you speak the same language? Like even though those comics were beneath you because they were vaping, I feel you felt a sense of community (laughs) with these people because you go, Ooh, there's a little something we all have in mind. We see the world a little differently. And the challenge you guys now is to get on stage your different point of view versus I'm on the dating apps. Okay, you yeah. see? You fucking see? <laughs> By the way, two years ago, you said that was hacky. You remember that? What? The dating app jokes? Oh, yeah, well, it yeah. is hacky. Yeah. But, not, but you them. still do it. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. So, I remember you vividly in Norwalk being like, dude, that shit's hacky. If you do it, you're a hack. And yeah. we're all like, but the okay, fact is, I think we always, you know, again, we did a show on judgment recently. We did. Pointing the finger at others. We're pointing back at ourselves. So we're saying, boy, that's hacky. And then suddenly doing three dating app jokes. So if I always say, if you have a dating app joke, make it the best one that only you could write. Right. So there's if there's one that it's like, oh my god, I literally um a guy impersonating um Diana Ross showed up and we cornholed. That's a dating app story I want to hear about, Bo. Right. Because yeah. I guarantee that happened to you, but you're For, not talking uh, listen, about I yeah, Diana Ross. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and Bo has lost steam. Yeah, but it's okay. This is how we know Bo has not enough passion to continue this podcast. You look at his eyes. Nick and I will yeah. take it from here. We're all hopped up on Diet Coke. We are. We drove to the city. We had a girls' day. So I think we, what we've learned today is it's not worth sticking with unless you have passion for it. Why bother? Right. Because there are those people who just feel they should do something. Stop with the shoulds. Stop yeah. shitting all over yourselves. <laughs> do it if you have passion for it. Come on, you've heard that no, before. No, um, just you know what you have passion for. Me personally, I have passion for yelling at you guys and talking about myself. I found the perfect venue. <laughs> Our three listeners really enjoy my yelling. Yes. And you know what? I hope to lose listeners by yelling super loud in the future. Good. I know. Good. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> but I think this is great. Do you both vow to me that there will only be jokes written from today on that you... Oh, Captain, uh, my captain. Uh, what's the word? <laughs> you, you, you feel passionate about... And that are unique to you. Bo, do you swear this? I swear it. You? Sorry, yes, sir. I don't trust either one of you. Yeah. I will see you on the dating apps. Thank and at the you. diner. And Time we, to go. Okay, we might be back. 
if Bo doesn't pass out <laughs> from what is that thing when you get lightheaded? Because you Low didn't blood eat sugar. Yeah, he has my that LBS. every day. My LBS is acting up. By the way, up. just to digress a little bit, people, you can shut this off. I'm just going to say, when Bo lost steam at the diner yesterday, Very that funny. was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he literally was like loaded for bear. He's all into it. And all of a sudden it went. <laughs> and he wolfed down a buffalo chicken wrap and fries. And then he was like, yeah, no, this is a good no, topic. No, it's really good. I got to go. Guys, can we talk about the schedule? We should definitely week? talk about the topic. Can we yeah, show? No, no, it's yeah. great. No, no wonder he didn't embody the topic I, I, this week. Yeah, I had a coffee commitment and I forgot. I've tried. I'm so happy Bo risked sucking at this podcast today. because I think Every week. I think me and Nick turned it around. What do you all think? Right, all right. City girl. Yeah, Who turned off the... We'll see you next week. Maybe <laughs> these guys suck. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Losers with a Dream. We'll see you next week when you got more time to kill. Fucking hate these guys.